Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Do you think you guys would have matched up well against the Colts if you got to the I Super Bowl? I, I think we would have smashed them. Because, you know, I mean, I know preseason, preseason, but, you know, we had a little one quarter in the game. But, you know, we had, I think we, you know, we came in the preseason that year. Their starters were in. We were like, all right, we're playing, you know, one series, whether it's 15 plays or that I think we came out, you know, it was like three plays, an incomplete, two sacks, and we were gone. Yeah. <laughs> we were gone. We were licking our chops. I think, you know, we just we just knew, obviously, Peyton's a beast in his own right. Um, but, you know, we just knew when we got to that level, it wasn't going to be, you know, I, I think our defense matched that offense well. I 100% agree with Jared Allen. If the Vikings had made it past the Saints in 2009, they would have won that Super Bowl. I think they would have... I don't. I mean, who knows what the score? I think they would have won that game fairly decisively against that Colts team. That Colts team was not that good, and no, so I think in I think in '98 that there's a good chance that they don't beat the Broncos. I think in 2009, I'm equally as confident that they beat the Colts. Yeah. So that was from uh, All Things Covered, the Patrick Peterson podcast, which is it's good stuff. He's constantly bringing on teammates and former Vikings and stuff, so you can check that out. A little plug for Patrick Peterson's podcast. This is Purple Daily. This is our podcast. <laughs> Phil Mackey. Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And, uh, boys, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment with one mission statement. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we all die. Uh, TCL is uh, the TV of choice and the entertainment platform of choice for us here on this show. And it's one of the world's best-selling consumer electronic brands. New lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Let's go. For comments from YouTube edition here, the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. We love the community. Even when you guys rip on us, we love it. Uh, We can take it. And uh, we appreciate all of your questions, feedback, and everything. So we pull questions and comments from the Purple Daily YouTube set comment section every single week, and we dive in. Starting with this, this is just a, we'll get to some other stuff, including 
Garrett Bradbury here. Uh, but Robert Goodman with a great little anecdote. He says, I was in the stands for that 1977 San Francisco game. We talked about the greatest comeback in Vikings history. Oh, yeah. It had a feel of a temperature of like minus two degrees, and my hands and feet were frostbitten when two-minute Tommy Kramer came into the game. <laughs> By the time the victory was in hand, my heart was beating so fast that not only was I not cold anymore, but I also had to unzip my coat so I wouldn't sweat. <laughs> it was there that I learned that I didn't need a fire to warm up, but just a good old-fashioned come-from-behind Vikings victory. Now, let the Vikings win a Super Bowl before I die. And you'll never be cold again at a Vikings home game. And it has nothing to do with whether they come back or not. It's because yep. U.S. Bank Stadium is much more luxurious than the old <laughs> exactly Metropolitan right. Stadium back in the day. That's a great anecdote, Robert. Thank you for... Uh, for sharing the fact that you were at that game, the greatest comeback in Vikings history in 77. That's some good fan cred for you. Uh, Michael LaGuari says, Judd, how has Garrett Bradbury looked this preseason in pass protection? You know what? He has looked, I think the appropriate word is, much like the folks that sponsor his show, surly. I told you before, he has started. So he, he and Armin Watts got in a fight last week. Um, he had another dust-up at the beginning of camp as well. And it's very hard to like break it down and say, well, his pass pro moves have really, you know, I've seen a lot in his pass protection moves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's very, you know, he's not a dumb dude. And I think it's very clear that this is a make or break season for a first round pick who's been good in run blocking, but when it comes to pass protection has been relocated far too often by bigger dudes. Yes. Uh, so I think my description of how he of how he looks, uh, being completely honest and saying it's not like I'm breaking down interior offensive line play in practice, would be he's looked surly. He's looked like he is a guy who is um, – he's intent on going down with at least a fight, which is which is good. That's good. I mean, he, yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but it's The good. last two years, Pro Football Focus has had him as the worst pass-blocking center in the NFL 2019 and again in 2020. Yep. So it's a real thing. I mean, if he can just be serviceable or average, it changes the scope of this offense. If they can get Garrett Bradbury to be just not a disaster in pass protection, and if Ole Udo can be a huge jump, now again, doesn't need to be a pro bowler. If he can just be a huge jump on Drew Samia and Dakota Dozier, mm -hmm. this offensive line takes a huge leap forward in pass protection, and then it helps Kirk and the offense and play calling and pretty much anything and everything. But it's got to start with Bradbury. And if you believe the old sports cliche in practice that that iron sharpens iron, he is going against Pierce and Tomlinson now, which is a really good challenge. I mean, Michael Pierce is huge. Tomlinson's really big himself. But if, if practice can help you, he is now going against the type of guys that he's going to face who are considered upper echelon. And those guys, and yeah, you know, in practice, he was going up against a lot of sort of second string caliber players last Mark year. Stephan, yeah, exactly. But my comeback to you would be Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce are more run stuffing interior defensive linemen. Yep. Sheldon Richardson is a guy that gets pressures up the middle, but those guys aren't known for getting a ton of pressures up the middle. So in the pass protection, how much is it really helping? Because he's uh, decent as a run blocker. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it's helping a bit, though. Here's the one thing that I think starting September 12th, you can keep an eye on. Michael Pierce is far more mobile than I thought. 
Like I thought this is a guy who's going to stand there like Ted Washington and Grady Jackson and Jerry Ball did and just be big. Yeah. He actually can. I, I'm not saying he's great, but I'm saying he can move far more than I, I thought. So, but I just think the whole thing, the starting point with Bradbury is you can't be relocated as often as he's been, right? Like this. And, and I don't know. It might not be possible. He might just be a bust. But the starting point also has to be the mentality and your ability to not have a big guy basically grab you and move you. Yeah. And that and that to me, at its most embarrassing times, has been Garrett Bradbury is being relocated by these huge guys. The other thing too is I, I want to find this real quick here. Um, you know, we we do sometimes tend to um, to sort of overstate how much pressure some of these players allow. You know, Garrett Bradbury only allowed 26 official pressures last year, according to Pro Football Focus, yet he was one of the worst pass protectors in the league. So, like, a pressure and a half per game is not that, you know, so we sit here and talk about how garbage the Vikings' offensive line is. As garbage as it is, the pocket is still clean on, like, half or more of the throws. So I don't yeah. want so some people make it sound like every single time there's a pass play, it's like, all right, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit like on that narrative. But like Bradbury needs to needs to get his bleep together. Hopefully he's <laughs> working on that um in whatever time they get in this third preseason game. All right, Rebel Viking nine twelve on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. The fans in Minnesota accept mediocrity. That's why the Vikings disappoint year after year. People are so happy with just winning the division, which means nothing in my book. There doesn't seem to be any anger by the fan base when the Vikings underachieve. Now, he's painting with a really broad brush there because I think there's a lot of fans that are frustrated with not having won a Super Bowl. Um, there's also a lot of fans that are just sort of, hey, if you say anything negative about the team, then you're not a true fan, right? So. So it's tough to paint with a broad brush, but in general, do you feel like there's too much acceptance of mediocrity among Minnesota sports fans and Vikings fans? Um, absolutely, yes. So I think that there are some very passionate, demanding fans, and I think, thankfully, they basically come to our show. So I, so our base, I'm probably not, not talking to the base of fans who watch and or consume our podcast, but yes, I think that there's definitely been an and to go back, this was set up by by people in our business. There's been, there's definitely been an acceptance of mediocrity that if you don't accept it, you're not a true fan and you're somehow being disloyal. When I think the ultimate loyalty is to demand a team that wins. I, it's incredible when you go back and think that this team has not been to a Super Bowl since I was seven years old. They've never won one. They've been around since 1961. They have always been, for the most part, since 1967, successful. Like, they've had a lot of great years. No Super Bowl wins. Uh, no appearances since the 70s. So, yes, I think that there is a definite acceptance, and and there is a need among some in this town to defend teams when really that's not the goal. The goal is not to defend the teams. The, the goal is to get the teams to be as successful as possible. Yeah, and I think I think where, where I personally view like the best, most sweetest spot of sports fandom is you definitely want good things to happen. You hope the good things happen. You can feel the joy when good things happen. But if 
if a team isn't, especially after a certain amount of time, if they're not living up to the expectation, doesn't mean you have to like call for heads and whatnot, but applying pressure does work more than some people think when it comes from fans and media. Um, front offices and ownership groups do hear and feel pressure. And so I think that's where we kind of come from on this show, which is let's not be afraid to hold this franchise, which you said has been a largely winning franchise for 60 years. Let's not be afraid to hold them to a high standard. And um, that's what we like to do on this show, which is we we're, it's a compliment to the Vikings to say, hey, we think it's Super Bowl time here. You know, let's right. you know, there might be some years we have to take a step back, but we think it's Super Bowl right. time. Um, a comment off the back of that one, Ryan Sullivan says, the Vikings are one of four teams to not go to the Super Bowl in the last 25 years. Is that true? There's only four teams? Well, Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions. Last 25? Last yep. 25 years. Jaguars, B- Vikings. Bill, I know the Bills are on the cusp. I guess he's counting. But let's let's go back to the early '90s then. Well, the Texans haven't been, but well, they're new in 2002. So 30 right? years would make more sense because then then the Bills are in there for sure. The I mean, Texans like, make it make it five. Yeah, but the but here's the thing. Still, the the Vikings are far and away of all those teams we just mentioned the most successful. I don't know if now that the Capitals won a Stanley Cup in the NHL, I don't know if you can name. Another franchise in any of the four major men's professional sports I don't think that's one. been as successful as the Vikings have, but has yet to win the championship. Yep, I think so. You're it's right. like they're right there. I mean, the Utah Jazz are probably in that conversation in the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Astros won the World Series. They cheated, but they were in that mix for a while. So no, it is. Right. It has been a successful franchise, but to be to even be in the same discussion as like the Lions and the Browns for that is just. And, the and I think we should. I think as a fan base, we should pick and choose who we defend a little bit more. Like we defend a lot of people and coaches and it's like, okay, that type of respect should be paid to very few. I mean, there are, there are some hall of fame folks. Don't get me wrong, but like we defend, you know, it's like Kirk cousins, leave Kirk alone. Well, why he makes a ton and he's your quarterback. Um, And it's weird. I think the things that we do that are incredibly fair is we had at least two really good conversations this week about, Mike Zimmer and what he's done and what he hasn't done. And nobody called for him to be fired, but you've got to have, I, I mean, those are the t- exact discussions that the people that own the Vikings have. And it doesn't mean that you're, I think the problem here is people hear us talking about Zimmer and they're like, you want to fire him, don't you? It's like, no, but you know, to have the team be as successful as possible, you've got to examine your warts too. Are you 21 says Judd's the type of guy to have his steak well done with a baked potato doused in ketchup. And if there's a little pink in his steak, he puts it in the microwave. No, no, no. Medium rare. I am the exact. Well, the the baked potato part seems. The baked potato and and the ketchup part. Yeah. That's perfect. Do you put ketchup on steak? Uh, You know what? No. If it's good, never. If it's good. Oh, dude! If you get a if you get a tough steak, I'm putting whatever I can on that sucker. I, I, I uh, but 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 Don's found a place. I think it's Aldi to get steaks, and I know that sounds like weird, but they're oh, really good. Yeah, and they're and they're juicy. No ketchup there. No ketchup there. Baked okay. potatoes, I love, but they buy they don't really have taste. So he's, so, so he's wrong on the on the well done steak. Part yeah, the there, well just done to, thing. Just to I guess I could okay. see. I guess I could see the confusion there because I, I look like I might be a well done type of guy, but no, 
medium rare is my way to go. Uh, Doyle Schubert says, does the guy on the left speak or is he just a prop? He talks all the time. He's why a do, prop. Why do people say that about Declan? He doesn't talk all the time, but he's... He talks. Declan is the executive producer of Score North's... He runs so, Score North Social. He I runs Purple Daily, color. Maggie and Judd. He does some hosting, Judd's Hockey Show. But he's doing a lot of behind-the-scenes things. Yeah, he's doing things while we're doing He our... talks less than we do because we just blab. Sure. Yeah, but it's I mean... their show, guys. People need to understand. It's, like it's Mackie know. and Judd. It's Mackie and Judd, and then there's Purple Daily. Their show. And Declan right. is, is working to become the ampersand. Yeah, and I'm working to become the ampersand. I have a contract negotiation that I wrinkle out to figure out. Yes, <laughs> just, just is a little ahead. Hello, just I'm you, Declan Goff. I'd like to be the ampersand. If you watch the show enough, though, you get the roles, okay? Uh, Veronica Zeferino says, I'll provide all the surly needed to get Judd to say nothing but positive things for one entire episode. What would it take for you just to be a homer and just... We do Purple Positivity Thursday, so... I'll tell you right now. Like, that's a great question. A Super Bowl run. A Super Bowl appearance. You get to the Super Bowl this year, and I will give you two weeks going in. I mean, I'm not saying I won't... See, I, I guess this comes down to what you consider oh, to be I feel like negative. you'll bash the Vikings at the at but, comparing them to the team they're going to face, no, though. You're going to, you're going to, but then you're going to compare Kirk to Pat Mahomes for two weeks, and you're just going to rip Kirk. That's so not true. I'm going to, I'm going to call your bluff here. That's not true. But I mean, do you consider it to be negative to like talk about the contrast of teams? Because then, yes, that could be. But you go to a Super Bowl, it's going to be very positive. <laughs> I think if the Vikings line up with the Chiefs, and you get two weeks of Judd. It needs to be full on. The Chiefs so, are overrated. Pat Mahomes is overrated. Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Famer. That, like that's the, the type of no, tone you, that we're going to no, need from no, you. No, no, you got to pick up your <laughs> FM radio to find that talk. Um, I feel like since we started doing this show too, like I think when Mackie and Judd started, there was much more of, of a line of Phil being a homer, probably, and a bit more positive. But one, you've aged. Two. Sports in this town beat you up, and so so That's now true. I, I feel like it's very. But but I mean I don't think you're still more you're team. still more salty than I am. I'm more salty, but I feel like it's a lot closer. I'm, I'm much more likely to like jump on a positive thing and think that it's the like oh my god. I mean look, I, I chug Timberwolves Kool Aid every morning when I, was I wake say, up. But your wolves, I I'd remove the wolves completely because like that that that's your North Stars. Um, but like, if you take the wolves out, you go twins, Vikings, wild to a certain degree. My reaction with the Vikings is like guarded optimism. It's yes. always guarded optimism because I know how I have felt multiple times when I have let that guard down, much like almost yep. everyone else. Yep. I feel so. like I feel like the shift for you didn't come from like the show or me. I feel like you shifted a lot when. Blair Walsh missed the field goal, and you came into work and said, "I said he was going to miss." Yeah, no, I've, Blair Walsh definitely shook me. Different. The Twins have shaken me a couple times against the Yankees. I've I have felt shook. Uh, Veronica does say she'll provide all the surly needed for Judd if he can just be positive. I got a feeling Judd probably doesn't need help getting well, surly at this point. Veronica, guess what I got right here? That's right, six <laughs> pack for six pack surly furious. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. Furious is great because good or bad, it makes you happy. Now drink responsibly. Of course, I do not want to, I don't want, you know what? Never drink and drive, be responsible, but I'm just telling you right now, it's the weekend and, you're, you something, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. it's the weekend. What am I going to do? What am I going to drink? Surly furious. It's my beer. 
Tweet me your pictures, your mugs, the shots of the cases of Surly at Jay Zolgad. Show us your cans. Show us. Because you, ladies and gentlemen, do enough settling in life. And you Minnesota sports fans do for sure. I'm excited to get into Furious in at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm also excited. Nice. Cheap cheap plug here as well. Trevor Plouffe partnered with Surly Brewing. And he has a grip and rip IPA at my former stomping grounds, the Ballpark Cafe, where I was employed for my youth, that I'm also excited to try from our friends at Surly Brewery. Nice. So wait, wait, wait. So Plouffe has a beer? He did. Uh, he partnered with with uh, Surly Brewing. Yeah, the Grip and Rip phone numbers. IPA I got phone numbers right here. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be texting people shortly. Okay, yeah. if Get some Plouffe sources. Has a beer. Zolgad gets. A beer, We're getting okay? a Zolgad beer. We're gonna. Nobody get a, loves oh, Surly more than Zolgad. The Zolgad. I can't wait for the Zolgad beer from Surly. Let me finish Brewing. the end of the tagline because the people from Surly like when I give the tagline, and I like to make them happy. Crack open a Surly Furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Get Surly and demand that Zolgad Surly very soon. Also, a shout-out to Pig-Approved Barbecue. So we're coming up quickly on tailgate season, college football. There's some games trickling in this weekend, NFL season in a couple weeks, regular season. So if you're looking for something in the Twin Cities, a place to uh, really pull through in the clutch for you from a tailgate perspective, we're talking about brisket, pork. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Spare ribs. Oh. All their meat is locally sourced and premium, 100% wood-smoked. They're off 1237 Larpenter, uh, or you can just go online at pigapprovedbarbecue.com. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Let's just say, uh, boys, I have heard rumblings from in my house about a certain very significant gopher football tailgate that uh, might need some help. And so I might have suggested to the lovely Dawn, Pig Approved is the place to go. This is one of the bigger tailgates, too. Not going to so be disappointed. I think we're going to work on that. So pig approved will be on the U of M campus. Um, let's see here. Robert Sentafanti says, Declan, on behalf of all the bozos that you ripped earlier in the week, quote unquote, I want to say, please yep. calm down. I know you reject this, but the fact is this is the preseason. What you see in these games is not a reflection of the actual team. You will see in a real regular season game. The Packers are Owen to <laughs> Houston's two and Oh, do you believe these results will reflect what these teams will look like in the regular season? Every year, the media and the fans seem to forget. It doesn't mean anything, and they flip out again and again. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I know it's preseason. I know the Lions went 4-0. and I know the Vikings have yet to score a single touchdown. So, yeah, why would I be not concerned about that at all? Um, but last year, when they get off to a 1-5 and start, and then they rebound and they tease me, only then to fall on their face again in December... Uh, yeah, I'm going to remember if they get off to a slow start again this year, and they can't afford for that to happen. So I am panicking. I am panicking over this Vikings offense. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, I will say I can I can definitely hear Declan every time he you know comes out of his little studio. The panic alarm is just blaring and sounding. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm mostly with Robert here. The yes, the Vikings have looked offensively absolutely terrible in the preseason, but they've only played starters for a short amount of time. Um, the, 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 the starter series did not go well either. I don't think it matters. I legitimately don't. Now, if, if Rashad Hill is playing left tackle for more than like two weeks, I think they got problems, but I'm just going to sit back and let the thing play out. You can't judge what you see unless Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen and Delvin Cook are heavily involved. If those guys aren't heavily involved, it's really, really hard 
to get a read on what this offense can or can't do. So it's kind of around that. Little plug, scorenorth.com right now. I address that exactly. Not not of going into the Vikings final preseason game. What are the storylines that must be? Nothing that we see or saw in the Vikings last preseason game is going to be like, oh, that's the difference. Like I yes, scoring touchdowns is nice because it gives you a little bit of confidence, perhaps. But there's three things that I think we will not know until we get to September 12th. One is Cousins, Cousins training camp, and I'm not talking about three series against um, the Colts, Phil. Cousins training camp, it's like I want to see him be sharper against the Bengals, so I don't care what he did against the Chiefs. Uh, the second thing is what you just said, Rashad Hill. Because, like, Riley Reef was good last year, and Rashad Hill is a backup. Uh, and, and nothing that Reef does in preseason, or I'm, I'm sorry, that Hill does in preseason games is going to be the official, oh, my God, he played great there. And then the last thing, and this is one that we, I think we need to start exploring a little bit more because it, it's a very purple daily talker getting ahead of things. Clint Kubiak. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski had the advantage in his first year as OC of, ha- of having Gary Kubiak as a sounding board right there. Now, yes, Gary is Clint's father, but Gary's retired on his Houston farm. Um, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that Clint Kubiak's not going to be good, but I am trying to say this is a big job. Like, you're calling plays in the heat of a game. So yeah. those are the three things that starting in Cincinnati, I'm really curious to see how they look. I would say, I mean, there are legitimate questions about Adam Zimmer, if he's going to call plays, and Clint Kubiak. A yeah. lot of people have cried nepotism. And I think if you just go, you know, with the question of would those guys be in the positions that they're in if they weren't sons of Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak this early in their like they're in their they're in their early thirties, both those dudes, right? Yeah, they're not. I mean, so uh, the answer is no. Now that doesn't mean that like Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have gotten jobs at a young age if it wasn't for Mike Shanahan. But Kyle Shanahan is amazing as a coach. So, like, just because you're the beneficiary of some sort of push up the ladder and nepotism more quickly doesn't mean that you're not qualified or competent enough. But those are, I mean, Clint Kubiak, definitely not a proven offensive coordinator. So no, we'll have to see how this thing shakes out. And that's a tough job. And Mike is not an easy guy to work for. So I'm I'm just saying we shouldn't, I, I think it's fair to say this, September 12th, if Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook play, they're all really good, okay? So, yeah. like, the assumption is they're good. But when it comes to Kubiak's play calling, Hill especially, like, we can't just assume it'll all be fine. That's where assumptions are dangerous. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Minnesota Lottery. So, the Minnesota State Lottery is unveiling two Viking scratch game tickets. Again. Judd's got them right there if you're watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, show the the holographic one. It's pretty badass. This is it's really pretty cool. Nice. You may have one. you may have won a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I have just no don't idea know yet. how to just don't know how to read the. I am as the full problem. disclosure. I'm going to wait till dawn it gets home to <laughs> make sure I do this right. Did we just win a hundred thousand dollars, honey? Not sure. Uh, the the five dollar <laughs> game will can, a lot of shoes. can win you up to hundred k. Why are there 43,000 Amazon boxes outside our house? <laughs> Why did we just get a truck of wine and shoes delivered to our house? Uh, the $2 game can win you up to $15,000. Say, I'm in to Viking scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. You must be 18 or older to play. 
Um, also, for all you golfers out there, Declan and I love to hit it around and shoot like 100. Uh, we love golf. PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. It's a pretty badass place. They got these Gen 4 clubs. Those are probably a little bit out of my game's reach. Um, uh, those are the best clubs that PXG has ever made. They also have the 0 to 11 clubs priced a little bit more within reach and tons of great apparel. So PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more, pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Uh, a couple more here real quick. Footed Bill says, as much as I disagree with you guys, I appreciate the content. I just want to say this is my favorite comment of all of the comments this week mm-hmm. because it shows you that in America today – and, uh, and, and among Vikings fans and media today, we can have different viewpoints on how to run this football team and what this football team's path to success can and should be. We can have different viewpoints, respect each other, and all congregate in the same community here on Purple Daily. And Footed Bill with this comment, I think, has encapsulated that spirit. We can disagree. We can argue. We can fight. We can discourse. all come together and enjoy the season and enjoy the community that is Purple Daily. So thank you, Footed Bill. Do we make you think and do you make us think? Because that's all that matters. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that sentiment. And then uh, Jake Fez says, we might not all agree on this, by the way. Have we not connected the dots that maybe Everson Griffin said Kirk Cousins was ass not because Cousins' play is ass, but as a guess, Cousins is an ass because he didn't take a pay cut for Everson to stick around the first time. Do you think Everson's beef with Cousins is more, why aren't you taking a pay cut? Or is it just that he doesn't doesn't play very well? I love that, but I think when Kirk pushed the money the first... So Kirk did take the, the extension, helped the Vikings out immediately, and was that for 2020? It was for 2020, yeah. Yep. And it, and so he did take a pay cut. They and they still didn't bring, bring Everson back. And Griffin Griffin got out of the contract. So he he, meet, he met a sack and playing time quota yeah. and had the opportunity to, to void the contract, which he now admits he shouldn't have, and he did. No, but I, I think where that's interesting is I think he's on to something. I think it might have way more to do with what he thinks of Kirk be on his play. Yeah. Like, that is interesting. I think so too. Yeah, I think there's also I, I just there's a lot of people that are just trying to brush this thing under the rug. Kirk Cousins tried to brush it under the rug. It's definitely a thing. Don't don't pretend like it's not a thing. Well, they talked last January, Phil. There's no problems now. Yeah, no, it's a thing. I didn't love that. I think like Kirk kind of dismissed the question. It's like, dude, no, like like one of the best players in recent Vikings history definitely okay. doesn't doesn't like you. Like let's On YouTube, let's talk about it. It's okay. I'm going to give you right now the uncomfortable fake Judd smile. <laughs> We're tight. Oh man, <laughs> oh, the cheeky grin! And by the way, it's a bad yes. smile. Like my fake smile is as bad or worse than Kurt's. <laughs> that was a pretty good smile. You're not. You're not. You're, you. You definitely struggle uh, to smile in photos, as you've talked I about. I hate smiling. Why is Judd looking like an 1800s uh, Civil War soldier in all of his photos? Just straight faced because he doesn't like smiling. Don't like smiling in photos. It's fake. <laughs> Looks weird. Oh, man. If you're a business owner, you'll smile because you've got the protection of Federated. Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping business owners in the Twin Cities and beyond. And uh, they can help you sleep better at night with risk management resources and tools like MyShield. Find out more about Federated and the great work they're doing with businesses at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. 
That's a wrap here on the comments from YouTube edition of Purple Daily. Thank you all. Even the mannequin on the left. Thank Declan you. Declan Goff, our executive producer. I'm just a puppet. Yeah. Our prop. Yep. Your prop. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Later.